As a culture, we continue to equate thinness with wellness and weight loss with effort. Thin equals healthy, fat equals unhealthy, losing weight equals accomplishment, gaining weight, laziness. Welcome to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked. We're going to be talking about diet culture. Are you ready? Something appropriate for us as a message. Um, and the only song I can really kind of think of. friends and welcome to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked. I'm Carissa, host of this fuckery. <laughs> it's a beautiful, cloudy Thursday morning here in Cyprus. So you can imagine that I am ecstatic because I love rain. I love thunder. I love that warm, co- cozy feeling. And I'm just like, ooh, it's going to rain. The question is... Could it be that I'm into carabinophilia? <laughs> and everybody's thinking, what the hell is that? Well, if you haven't, go check out our bonus episode where we talk about all manners of kinks and fetishes. But carabinophilia is the sexual arousal of thunder and lightning. <laughs> Either way, that's for me to know. And for you, maybe never to find out? Who knows? I mean... I might just make a video about it. I don't know. That sounds weird, though. (laughs) That sounds so effing weird at this point. (laughs) All right, that's that's enough with the random bursts of laughter. Um, I hope you all enjoyed episode 32, where we talked about hip dips. What are hip dips? Do we all have hip dips? If you haven't, go and check it out. And I do hope that you tuned into our first bonus episode, which, in all honesty, it was a hot minute since I actually dropped a bonus episode. Shame on me. And we discovered the wonderful world of kinks and fetishes. So if you have checked it out, awesome. Thank you so much. If you haven't, listen to this episode first and then go back and listen to the bonus episode. Uh, I'm telling you, it's worth your while. Before we get into the meat of this episode, which is all about diet culture, and you can only imagine how I feel about it. I'm not too happy about it. I'm not happy about the effects it has on us. But before we get into it, let's do a little bit of house cleaning. If you haven't done it yet, head on over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave us a five-star review. And just, you know, yeah, it doesn't have to be really long, just short. This is a great show. Must listen. Anything of that matter, because it helps drive the show up the charts. And then... Others get to discover Beauty Unlocked, and that's great because then the Beauty Unlocked family grows, and that's what we're into. You can always catch our episodes on YouTube as well, so head on over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button and the little bell so you can get notified when there's a new episode up, and I also put some videos up there too, so you can um, check those out. So Beauty Unlocked, the podcast, it's on YouTube. And finally, finally... If you would like to support the show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash beauty unlocked and check out the tiers that we have. Um, It starts with $5 and next tier, I believe, is like $10. I'll be adding more tiers as the time goes and I keep on adding content on there. Um, The latest that I'm going to be putting up is a little extra from the fetishes and kinks episode but we're going to be taking a look at some 
infamous, instead of famous, infamous serial killers and some of the fetishes that they had. So if you're interested in that, head on over to patreon.com forward slash beauty unlocked and check out the tiers and what you get. With all that being said, are you ready to get into this whole fuckery of diet culture? As always, I scour the internet, do my research. It takes me a few days and sometimes it takes me a few hours, depending. But there was so much information, obviously, on diet culture. And all the information that I found says nothing positive about it. And we're going to get into it. I found tons of articles. I'm actually going to narrow it down to like two. I've narrowed it down to two articles. Um, And the first one was written actually by, let me check, Erica Leon. And it was written back in October, on October 12th, 2019. And her article is titled, What is Diet Culture and Why um, Should We Challenge It? Because it's goddamn toxic. That's why we should challenge it. But she starts off her article by saying, We live in a world that is obsessed with diets and manipulating our bodies in the pursuit of weight loss. Obsessed. And it's so freaking true. Well, the whole, well, the whole point of Beauty Unlocked, isn't it? <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, um, Bianca from the Once Broken podcast, she asked me to come on to her show. And we actually spoke about diet culture and our personal experiences. And it was a, a very, in, it's a very insightful, I'm not being biased here. It's a very insightful um, episode because you just hear us basically just talking about our experiences and diet culture in general. So I will be adding her link to the Once Broken podcast. You can check out, well, her her whole show. Um, she has a great show. I love it. And, um, and the episode that we did about diet culture. And I believe it's entitled Diet Culture is Whack. And it's, it's a really, her episodes um, are no longer than 25 minutes. So it's a quick listen. And it's not like this show where I keep on blah, blah, blahing. <laughs> So one of the things that Bianca asked me was, what is diet culture? And I'm going to tell you what diet culture is. Diet culture is a system of beliefs and social behaviors that perpetuates the notion that being thin equates to being healthy and that a person's worth is determined by the size and shape of their body. It values the weight, size, and shape of a person over their overall general well-being. So remembering that diet culture puts an emphasis on the shape of your body, the size of your body, the weight of your body, and it doesn't care about anything else. And it equates this to being healthy, to being happy. This this is a bit of an issue. We're going to get into it more. <laughs> so um, we've been programmed to think by diet culture that the only way to achieve good health, well-being, and social status is by making our bodies smaller or what we call the thin ideal. And I've done an episode, I believe it was episode 15, um, 15 or 16, about thin privilege exists. So check out that episode once you finish with this episode. <laughs> so weight stigma is that the belief that larger bodies are inherently less than, lazy, or wrong. And it's the driving force behind diet culture. It normalizes the pursuit of thinness. And as you can imagine, it's it's... It becomes an unhealthy obsession. Now, living in the society that we do live in, we've all been exposed in one way or another to diet culture. It doesn't matter if it's via TV or movies or social media. We've all been exposed to it. And can you imagine that it's a $66 billion industry? 
And most of the time it hides under the guise of health. And I say this as the health industry, health in air quotes. But it's a $66 billion industry that feeds off of our insecurities. And they well, they know, they know very well that dieting does not work. Dieting means that you are restricting in some way your eating habits, the food that you're putting into your body. And of course, it says that it classifies food as good food or bad food. And that the bad food that you're eating, it, it makes you feel guilty for eating it because it's not good for you. Have you. Do you see where I'm going with the advertising and everything? So these foods are good for you. These foods are not good for you. And it perpetuates the notion of guilt and shame around food. So if you have a craving for cookies and you eat the bag of cookies, you're going to feel guilty about it because you're thinking in your mind, oh my God, I just ate a whole bag of cookies. I'm going to gain weight. This is not good. We start internalizing all these feelings of guilt and shame. And then, of course, we have fat phobia and fat shaming. And we start classifying bodies as healthy and unhealthy based on their weight their size, their shape. It's a vicious cycle. And the diet industry and diet culture knows this very well and they profit from it. I've, I think the last like two or three episodes, like seriously has, like I've been talking about how industries are profiting from our insecurities that they place in us in the first place. They want us to make, they make us feel like shit. They want us to feel like shit so that we will need their products. And a lot of these products are in the form of pills, meal replacement shakes, uh, paleo dieting, keto diets, uh, Atkins diets, anything, anything like that. Um, it could be wear this patch, you know, so it could suppress your your um, appetite or suck on this lollipop. Hint, hint. I'm not going to even say the name of the person who endorsed this. Suck on this uh, lollipop and it will suppress your appetite. The fuck? God damn it, I will not be sucking on this fucking lollipop where you're endorsed by a company and you get, I don't know how much, like 15, 16 million dollars off of it. Now, I'm all about the grind, but when it puts people's like mental well-being at stake, I'm not okay with that. I don't want to fucking buy your program that is making me restrict my eating habits and make me feel and be full of shame and hate. Um, you're not going to be profiting from that and you're not going to be making 15 million from it unless you have some goddamn positive message that is actually showing me the behind the scenes where you have your personal trainer, um, your nutritionist, uh, I don't know what other doctor, um, and your chef, your personal chef, and you're telling me that you're eating a goddamn lollipop to suppress your appetite? The fuck? Seriously, nothing enrages me more. We're only 10 minutes into this show. And I'm already like lit and I'm ranting and raving because I just I get so fucking pissed off because I've lived in this vicious cycle of buying the pills and trying the shake and doing this and doing that. And I still felt like shit. It did not make me thin. And I've gotten pretty thin in my life. I, I've, I went down to like 60 kilos. I don't remember what the equivalent of, is, of it is in pounds, 130 something pounds or something. And I'm five, seven and a half, which is a meter, one meter, uh, one meter and 70. Yeah, it's 171. Um, and I'm just like, fuck that. I wasn't happy at my lowest weight because I was unhealthy. I wasn't mentally happy. Anyway, we're not going to get into it. We're going to go back into the article. Carissa, calm your titties down. All right, back to the article. 
as I mentioned, it's the, <laughs> our obsession with health fuels the $66 billion diet industry. So while we spend a considerable um, amount of time and money in the pursuit of health, the $66 billion diet industry is designed to make us feel bad about ourselves because they know that diets don't work. These motherfuckers, I'm telling you. So as we mentioned, diet refers to any method designed to manipulate your body weight, such as Weight Watchers, Paleo, Low Carb, High Protein, even Bariatric Surgery. Um, we have a considerable body of research telling us that most people are unable to maintain their weight loss over time despite taking extreme weight loss measures. We feel increasingly bad about ourselves for gaining back the weight, then naturally turn to another diet to make ourselves feel better. This is called the yo-yo diet effect. Diet culture causes us to fear food, obsess over number uh, over the numbers on the scale and over calories. We feel tremendous guilt about our choices and for some even develop eating disorders as we strive to lose weight. So in episode 15 or 16, episode 16, I introduced to you um, the orthorexia nervosa. So orthorexia nervosa is an eating disorder that involves an unhealthy obsession with healthy eating. So unlike all the other eating disorders, such as bulimia and anorexia, um, orthorexia mostly revolves around food quality, not quantity. So it's not like anorexia and bulimia where you're focusing on losing the weight or maintaining a certain weight, let's say. Um, People with orthorexia, they're, they're more into the quality of food and not quantity. They have this extreme fixation with the purity of their foods, as well as an obsession with the benefits of healthy eating. So the medical communi community sorry, is beginning to recognize orthorexia, but the American Psychiatric Association nor the DSM um, dash five has officially defined the condition as an eating disorder, but I'm sure it's well on its way. That's for sure. So we mentioned previously, you know, with the whole shakes, meal replacements and different diets that people go on in order to lose weight and to get that thin uh, body, which again, it doesn't. Oh, I'm not going to even let me just let me just get back to the like article. I'm not going to go. <laughs> I'm not going to go off course here. <laughs> So where does diet culture show up? Diet culture creates a black and white dichotomy where food choices are good or bad, which in turn um, makes us feel good or bad. It is full of strict rules such as no carbs, no food after 7 p.m., only organic foods, etc. So some sneaky examples of diet culture showing up um, are when people eliminate whole food groups in the name of wellness, such as no carb living, a paleo lifestyle, or practicing clean eating. These are just diets di uh, diets disguised as lifestyle change. See, we have to notice the, the wording here used. And they have much more to do with manipulating our body shape and size than on living a healthy lifestyle. It shows up in ways of trying to sell us meal replacement shakes, pills, diets, as mentioned. Uh, I'm telling you. Ah, we have to see. So the thing is with social media. You're, you're, you know, going, for example, in the explore feed and you're like checking out what they have on your explore feed, which is based on what you've kind of um, looked at before or maybe even the the profiles that you follow. And it, you know, gives you this explore feed. And it's happened where it's like showing me this 
beautiful dish, for example, and it says, oh, paleo or keto or this or that. And I'm just like, for fuck's sakes, like, why is this dis- disguised as, you know, like the picture is like great. And then it tells you like the benefits of adopting paleo or adopting a keto diet. And it's just like the fuck. So basically you're, se- you're, you're trying to sell me already there. And then at the bottom of this, you know, picture, it might say, uh, ebook at whatever, blah, blah, blah. And like free, you know, get your free ebook or something like that. So again, like trying to sell us something and it's under the guise of healthy eating like if you eat this you'll be healthy you'll be happy you'll be thin everybody can go fuck themselves i'm holding on to my titties i'm reining it in i'm going to be focusing on the next article (laughs) i'm so pissed off all right so the second article that i found was written by laura uh, laura munoz um, and it was written last year in, on June 21st. And it says, why diet culture is toxic, even for people who don't diet. Now, I didn't take the full articles um, of each of these two articles. I just took snippets and stuff. Um, but if you remember in the beginning, I said a quote, and this is from her article, Laura's um, article. As a culture, we continue to equate thinness with wellness and weight loss with effort. Thin equals healthy, fat equals unhealthy. Losing weight equals accomplishment. Gaining weight equals laziness. And this is from her article. We still believe this on a base level, despite the fact uh, that it's disproven time and time again. Sure, weight loss can be a byproduct of adopting a healthy lifestyle, but it's not necessarily an indicator of one. So many people in larger bodies, and this is very true, are active, healthy, and happy, and many in smaller bodies are not. Some people may be able to improve their health by losing weight, but many others only believe they should lose weight because of the fatphobic message society is sending them. So one of the things that I actually wanted to mention, it's not part of this article, is that this fat shaming, fat phobia, it's, it's real. Um, because what society does when it promotes this kind of diet culture and a very toxic one um, is that people start making comments so based on somebody's shape or, or the, the size or shape of their bodies, there are some people, maybe, for example, if you go to a restaurant, well, not anymore, not in the times of COVID, but it's happened to a, a few people that they might have be of a certain size or a certain shape, and you have complete strangers who make comments such as, do you think you should really be eating so many carbs or that much sugar? And it's like, first of all, Who asked for your goddamn opinion? But this is the messages, obviously, and we're internalizing this. And then there are people who boldly um, make an opinion, opinion or have an opinion or make an assumption based on this. So it affects everyone. It affects everyone somehow. So, again... This whole thing of when people make like these kind of comments, we internalize, we internalize, excuse me, these comments, and it leads us to develop this weight bias and a weight stigma, which leads to fat phobia. And we internalize this and it makes us either go on crash diets or yo-yo diets, which in turn is associated and linked to cardiovascular issues later on. Back to the article. I was about to go on another rant and rave. Actually, let me just say this. Mind your business. Oh, man. Seriously. I don't understand why everybody has to be in everybody's life. Like, what is it with people? Anyway, 
going on. <laughs> so going back to the article, moreover, the fact that the fact that people in larger bodies and in particular larger women and extra particular larger women of color are consistently dismissed and shamed by everyone from their employers to the medical community to complete stranger, um, complete strangers. Um, it's an outrage and a societal disgrace. And it's actually of a staggering proportion how many people just I mean, oh my God. Anyway, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, but it turns out that the weight equals wellness mentality has a toxic effect on everyone, even thin people. The advertising we see and the messaging, messaging we receive from nearly every direction don't tell us that eating vegetables and exercising regularly will help us concentrate, sleep, and generally feel better. They tell us that by doing these things, it will help us lose weight. And so those of us who aren't looking to lose weight might not give much thought to our diet and exercise habits. But there is a vibrant and growing community of dietitians, influencers, and actual doctors that are promoting the health at every size movement. So H-A-E-S. And I'm not going to go um, into this movement. I'm actually going to leave it for next week's episode um, where I'm going to dive deeper into the health at every size movement. Um, but uh, basically it says like terms like intuitive eating and body positivity are becoming increasingly mainstream. This is not another fad. It's the revolution, claims a popular meme among intuitive eating accounts. We're going to get into this actually next week, like I said, um, for next week's episode. So people in larger bodies, those recovering from eating disorders and others damaged by our society's preoccupation with weight shouldn't be the only ones fighting back against dieting culture. We need to realize we have all been sold the same bill of goods. Diet culture is killing us all and we all need to be tearing it down. So one thing that I actually loved is that I found this bit on a blog from um, from the nationaleatingdisorders.org and it's recognizing and restricting a diet culture and one of the snippets that I really liked is a great comeback to this is to point out that all bodies are good bodies because they are and that as anti-diet culture warrior Marilyn Wan has famously pointed out the only thing anyone can diagnose by looking at a fat person is their own level of prejudice towards fat people. I love that quote, and I'm going to say it again. Marilyn Wan stated, The only thing anyone can diagnose by looking at a fat person is their own level of prejudice towards fat people. My whole thing is this. Any account that you follow on social media or anything that makes you feel inadequate somehow or is trying to sell you this image that thin equates to happiness and a fulfilled life and whatever, please unfollow those kind of accounts because we don't realize how subconsciously we're internalizing these thoughts and these feelings, which in turn takes a toll on us. And I know in a lot of these advertising advertisements, it's done very subtly. So you have to become more self-aware, self-aware of what you're looking at, self-aware at what you're, how you're thinking, how you're feeling, what, how are you feeling after reading something on social media or seeing a picture on social media? Um, we have to become more self-aware of what's happening around us and to look, not kind of dissecting what we're processing from all these images, from all these articles and everything. And it's maybe you're, you, you don't 
you know, um, you're not someone who, um, you know, has suffered from this at any point in your lives, you know, have maintained the same weight throughout your lives. Um, but, you know, you might have not had like uh, very healthy habits. And when I say healthy habits, like it said in the article, you know, exercising, whether it be once, twice, three times a week, moving, doing things that don't feel like a burden. If you don't feel like exercising for 30 minutes, then every five minutes or every 10 or 20 or 30 minutes, um, because I know a lot of us have a sedentary job, get up and start jumping around like an idiot. Who cares? Like dance as if no one's watching because, well, I would say like no one's watching. Everybody's watching something that we do. But in this, that's kind of creepy, actually. But move your body. You know, make little tweaks here and there, not because society is telling you to tweak something in your eating habits, but because you want to. If you don't want to be eating like sugar, don't eat the sugar. Although there's scientific evidence that sugar is as addictive as heroin, that's besides the point. Um, But if you feel like eating a bag of cookies, don't feel guilty. It means that your body wants it. This is all about the intuitive eating and you know, not restricting our body and being more self-aware of our habits, our daily habits, whether it be think or our, our thought patterns, our thinking habits, or our exercise habits or anything. If you want to make lifestyle changes, I'm not against people making lifestyle changes that are for themselves, not because somebody has told them you need to lose weight or because you saw a picture of, I don't know, a celebrity, a model, someone and they're telling you lose weight. No, if you want to, if you don't feel comfortable in the weight that you are, do something about it, but make sure that that decision is yours and no one else's. If you um, don't want to do endless cardio, you don't have to do cardio. If you want to be dancing around, like I said, dance around, take the stairs instead of an elevator. Um, Go for a walk, a 10-minute walk around the block. Anything that makes you feel better and get fresh air into your lungs and makes your body move is good, all right? Don't classify food as good and bad because this is all diet industry that's telling you this. It's all these fitness instructors or Instagram fitness instructors that aren't even properly trained fitness instructors that are throwing bullshit onto us. This episode, uh, it's been a while since I've actually ranted and raved so much. <laughs> but like I said, I we did get into it on the Once Broken podcast with Bianca. So if you would like, go and check out her episode on Diet Culture is Whack. I will be adding it um, so that you can, you know, click and listen to the episode and also follow her because she has some great content. Um, with all that being said, whew, we're, get, we're, we're, we're at the end, kids. We're at the end. I'm going to be shutting up very soon. But just to say that we are, December is creeping, um, is creeping, is creeping up. <laughs> it's creeping up on us. And I have a, a, a special surprise cooking up for you. Um, and I will tell you about it in the next couple of days. So keep an eye out on social media. So basically you have to follow us on Facebook page and Instagram, Beauty Unlock the Podcast. And also on YouTube, Beauty Unlock the Podcast. Um, And you'll see what I have cooked up for you in December. With all that being said, I hope you have a lovely and safe weekend, a very blessed weekend. And you will hear from me next Friday. Bye. Wow.
Llegó la venta en Vuelve la Alegría de JCPenney. Completa tu lista de regalos y ahorra 25% extra con el cupón de esta semana. O ahorra hasta 80% en joyería fina con ofertas Red Bow después del cupón. Visita Sephora dentro de JCPenney y encuentra las marcas de belleza y perfumes que les encantan. Y aprovecha y entrega tu auto. Juntos en celebración y paz. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas del 20 al 24 de diciembre. Aplican condiciones y exclusiones. Sephora se excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com.